Hi friends, this is Abigail. Definitely not recording on her laptop as she edits. Um, I just wanted to jump in to tell you that uh, today's episode contains some, um, shall we say, troubling material. Um, and I forgot to do a content warning within the content of the episode. So um, I'm doing it now. So there is a lot of discussion on um, pregnancy and sexual assault. Nothing graphic, but we do uh, unfortunately have to discuss it a lot. Um, because of the nature of the book that we cover today. Um, if those things are not your bag, that's totally chill. They are not really mine either. <laughs> or pages, for that matter. Um, so if you don't want to listen to anything like that, listen to next week's episode. There'll be another one. Um, so uh, keep it cool. Keep it safe out there. And um, yeah, that's about it then. Okay, enjoy! Bye! Okay. It's recording. I was wondering. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's horrifying. Oh my god, I love your mug. Who gave that to you? Oh my god. <laughs> Some bitch. Some bitch. It's got Dolly Parton's whole face on it. <laughs> yes, I am currently drinking my morning coffee out of my Dollywood mug that Abigail got for me when she went to Dollywood. And I also want to go to Dollywood someday. I think it, I think it could happen. I think we can make it work. Wait, I think, well, we were planning on doing it for what, like my 26th, 27th or something like that? Uh birthday we were like we talked about doing it you me and v and then uh god the covid's happened <laughs> and that plan oh that's never right. manifested um but but yes i, I mean mm. let's plan for 30 huh my 30th birthday bash we're going to fucking dollywood i feel like that'll be yeah i think that'll be fun yeah let's let's do it recorded live from from dollywood uh i would fucking kill to be at dollywood right now i it's my favorite place my happiest place um i love it i love dollywood i love dolly parton i love uh all the weird little shops it's great it's awesome i heard there's good food there too. there's fucking great food there dog like it's so good and i it was sucks is page page and v are the only two people who got souvenirs for my visit to dollywood because well yes I, I brought home a cast iron pan for myself but that was not from dollywood that was from a store just outside dollywood anyway right. i had to throw away all my souvenirs which was many many tiny jams <laughs> because they weren't tsa approved and i thought they were <laughs> so, i'm so Aww. devastated all my jams <laughs> oh never forget well were they were they more than three ounces i uh, well i thought i yeah like they didn't I think they were, but the problem was they didn't have the ounce, like, listed on them. Because they were these, like, artisanal, like, like home... I don't know. They're very... Like, they're, for, there was a reason they, they were like, yeah, you just need to toss those. And I was like, fuck. Fuck. I think that that's bullshit. I feel like yeah. TSA should know when... Like, how big a three-ounce container also, is. Also, um, it was a souvenir from fucking Dolly Parton herself. And I feel like that should have some sort of, like, diplomatic immunity. I think so. Um, I think to so. To TSA regulations. Um, anyway. Hi, welcome TSA to the Game with Hurst podcast. My name is Abigail Kelly. This is Paige Hughes. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. Oh, fuck. Hey, man. What the fuck? Thanksgiving is here? What? 
soon. I don't know. I swear to God, this year started off really, 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 really slow. And then we got to September. Yeah. And then suddenly it's Thanksgiving. Uh, You know, I am feeling... I'm tired. I'm very tired today. I had a long day yesterday. Work was, we are very short staffed because um, everybody's fucking sick. Every single person in the world is extremely sick right now. And so we are massively short staffed. And it was the oh. Saturday before Thanksgiving. Um, oh, no. Anyway, it was fine. I survived it. I, I am a veteran uh, retail worker. So I can deal. I am happy to make people wait in line. I don't give a shit. Um <laughs> Still, I'm sorry it's been, I mean, holiday season, yeah. but like specifically that weekend and if, if it's short staff. Every, and everybody's, everybody's got uh, uh, the flu right now. It's not even COVID since everybody's got the flu. Um, So, you know. So PSA, get your flu shot. Get, get your flu shot. Wear a fucking mask. Yeah. Yeah, because that doesn't just stop COVID. It stops the flu too. <laughs> so do that. Dude, that's what I'm saying yeah. is that, you know, I don't know how, you know, I, if I'm sick... I'm going to stay inside as much as I can. But if I absolutely, absolutely, absolutely have to go outside, I'm going to wear a mask. Yeah. If I'm sick, I'm going to wear it. I'm going to wear yeah. you know, gloves and shit. Yeah, man. That makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, there's a reason the fucking Japanese have been doing it for a long time. Um, You know, yeah. I, I, it's it's just a social contract that I feel like we as Americans should subscribe to. We're probably not going to, but you know what? I on a personal level, can do that. Um, and I, you know what? I <laughs> I also don't want to get sick myself, personally. Um, I as yeah. When I was a nanny, when I first started, remember my first, like, ooh, yeah, six or nine the months? First, like, t- <laughs> yeah, you were sick for, like, an entire year because yeah. the little dude that you were watching, he was cute, but, man, he was sick all the time. Yeah, because he was a baby. Kids get sick. Yeah, and children are disgusting, and they just put shit in their children mouths, and they dudes. like slobber on each other, and they like then stick you know their fingers in your eyeballs. Um, and so I was sick every every two weeks, more or less, like like with a bad flu. I got some, I got some real bad flus. Um, so I am not looking for. I I have not really gotten sick in how I didn't COVID. get sick from you. I don't know. I yeah, you have a robust immune system. Also, generally, I wasn't sticking my fucking fingers in your eyeballs, so that probably helps. <laughs> yeah, um, my immune system has probably have gotten a lot worse probably. since uh, being inside all the damn time. Probably, probably, oh, all of us, all of us. Um, anyway, uh, you know, hope y'all's hope y'all's are doing all right out there and not you know getting nasty, getting sick, getting wild with it. Um. We today we're bringing to you, we're bringing unto you, um, a special, a special today, a special thing. I'm tired. I haven't had food yet either. I like I've spent so. Oh, so you know you, you want to you know who that girl is, the hungry Abigail. You know her. Uh, oh, no. Her tumbly is rumbly. Um, but no, I had coffee. You want to go get a quick snack? Or <laughs> something? Just go. Well, I my grandma's coming as soon as we finish this recording, so I gotta fucking. Yeah, we gotta do this. Not that my Dude. not that my grandma would care, but anyway, it's just have a Nana cameo at the end of this episode. <laughs> Shout out to Nana. Shout out to Nan. Um, so today we are doing another Cressley Cole episode. We're going into the coal. So hole. excited to get back in the coal hole. It's been a while. This one's gonna be a little different because I kept as so the reason I I haven't eaten it was because I was busy reading because I. 
I was planning on reading last night when I came home and I did get like 100 pages in, but I was so fucking tired. I just passed out. So I had to read most most of this today. I did see your photo uh, in the Discord yes. of you look of you reading the book, and I was like, "Huh, just doing a little research you, before we uh, well. start talking." Well, I should have known to bother you to eat a bagel. <laughs> Probably, I, I plan on eating toast, and then I finished it literally three minutes before we were going to start recording. <laughs> um, I was like, "Well, too late." Um, at least we're going to the bathroom. Uh, no, so this one, I so first of all, first things first, I thought we were in book number six. The last one we did was my favorite, I think, of the entire series, which was Wicked Deeds at Night's Edge, which is all about the ghost Naomi. And yes, I remember ghost Naomi. Our good boy, good boy Conrad, who's fucking batshit insane, cuts off his own hand. Um, so that was, a, that was a great one. I love that one. We did that way back in fucking July when you were here, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's been a while. And I... It was funny because this came up recently in my Patreon Discord. We were talking about uh, Cressley Cole's books and how, like, they vacillate between being, like, pretty sweet, like, wacky adventures that, you know, have angst. But they, like, for instance, we had one that was based entirely around, like, a rat race style, like, (laughs) competition where a vampire is trying to win so he can get the girl he wants. Yeah. Um, So he can beat her in the race and then somehow win her heart. Absurd. Yeah. and then we... A fucked up Amazing Race. Yeah, fucked up Amazing Race where, like, a lot of people get fucking destroyed. Um, but then we have other books in the Immortals After Dark series, which are really fucking dark. Like, super, super grim. Um, very troubling material. And this one that we're about to talk about, I thought that the next book was a completely different one. I had it in my brain that we were doing a completely different book. Um, and so I... I was like, that was one of the reasons I didn't feel a lot of pressure to read it because I was like, oh, I know that I know the one we're doing by heart. I've read that one like four times. This one I've only actually read once and not because I don't like it, but I think because there's a lot there's a lot of troubling themes in this one for many, many reasons. And it's and it's going to play into, I think, um, a wider conversation that's been having uh, that's been having that's been happening. And the romance space, specifically, Paige, about the role of pregnancy and babies in romance. Now, I, I don't. Well, you're a good person to talk to because you are someone who doesn't like those things in, in your romance novels. Um, Correct. I, I do, but it's not. I don't notice it when it's not there. Like, I like babies. I, I like I like that stuff. Fucking nanny for forever. I love I love babies. Um, however, like. It has to feel right for the character for me to, to like root for it, and I mm-hmm. like I like babies because babies are cute as shit. Um, but like I said, if it's not there, I literally don't notice. Like I'm just like, oh yeah, they're they're happy. Yeah, it's like I'm not like, oh, where's their fucking HEA? They don't have a kid yet. Like no, no. <laughs> there are people out there who feel that way, and I don't. You know, I, I I there's a lot to unpack there, and we will get into it. But this is the only book in the series, as far as I'm aware, that the role of of pregnancy plays, like, it is literally the entire plot. Um, Cressley Cole does not really, I think, give a shit about children <laughs> in her books. Like, they're kind of, like, occasionally she does a, like, epilogue. I didn't get that like, vibe from... Yeah. Like... She does an epilogue every once in a while that's just, like, uh, an offhand comment in there is, like, and eventually, like, so-and-so became a father. I'm, like, you know, like, and that's it. And, like, that's all we get. Um, 
this one is intimately tied to pregnancy and childbirth. And uh, there's a lot of layers here and a lot of very troubling themes here in relation to that, because this is one of the darker books. Um, and I hear what you're saying, Abigail. I don't know if I'm comfortable with the words pregnancy and dark fiction being in the same <laughs> sentence. Um, yeah, that's a little, that sounds a little brutal, buddy. We're, I feel like we're going in, in the depths of the hole of coal. We're going deep into the coal hole. We're going, we're going deep, deep, deep in that hole today. Um, also, so this is the first book that has, I believe, I'm again, it's been a while and I didn't do research. Um, <laughs> uh, I believe this is the first demon we've encountered so far. Um, I mean, th- so famously, my first romance novel was Kiss of a Demon King, which is the next one. Um, and uh, I'm very excited to get to that one. That one is a return to just the bug nuts plot lines. Absolutely fucking insane. Can't <laughs> wait. This one... Um, is about his brother, the brother of that hero, Rydstrom. Rydstrom? Rydstrom. Eh, there's a Y in there. This is about Cadian, otherwise known as Cade. And Cadian. they are rage demons, which, um, as a quick refresher, I don't know if this has been in the other books, um, but this is the first one I've noticed when I was rereading that had a glossary in the beginning um, that has all of the information. So I thought that would be fun. Let's go over a little bit as a primer. We haven't been here in a while. Hey, Paige, what do you remember okay. about the lore? Oh, gosh. Okay. It's been a while. Uh, I, ooh, the first, <laughs> the first thing that I remember about these books is that they are Modern, as in modern, when Cressley Cole wrote them during the early 2000s. So there's various references, uh, pop culture references. So like MySpace, Uh iPods. Yes, yes. Cell phones, the little flip phones. Mike Rowe makes a lot of appearances. Mike Rowe. Ashton Kutcher. (laughs) Um, Also, in this one specifically, Wheeze are mentioned a lot. Oh, God. And the, the most charming phrase I have ever read, like, so fucking funny, um, was that the main, the 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 heroine, Holly Ashwin, at one point, she arranges her wireless laptop very carefully on the desk. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's like, oh, wireless laptop? What does that even fucking... I mean, I, 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 mean, I guess, but I also... <laughs> Uh, so it's a very, very specific time that these are being written. Very interesting time. Uh, which specifically? Hold on. When was this published? Copyright page 2008. 2008. Um, I was 12. Which jives. Yeah, I was 13. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then I bought... That also explains why book seven, which is the next one, um, is the one that I saw on the advertisement on fanfiction.net. Because you saw it on fanfiction.net. Because it was new. Because it was 2008 as well. Nice. And you were were in your fanfiction prime at the time. Oh, boy, howdy. Years of my life gone to that website. Um, Anyway, uh, so... So yes, so they're yes they're in the modern they're in modern times, but sometimes also they're in other dimensions which are less modern, which yes. makes for confusing terms. Um, the lore is literally capital L the term for all of the, this like supernatural underground that that we are spending time in in these books. Yes. Um, 
and the it is the first entry in this glossary, which is the lore. Uh, I just realized that this is a weird quote. Anyway, um, ellipses and those sentient creatures that are not human shall be united in one stratum, coexisting with yet secret from man's. Um, so basically all supernatural beings they are called the lore as a group and they're made up of several factions two large factions the good and the evil faction and then underneath that many many smaller factions specifically you have the valkyrie which yes i remember that well yes i was just about to say i remember i remember vampires valkyrie uh werewolves de- now we're introducing demons so that there's there's a lot of uh uh, ghosts we can't forget good old naomi we can't forget naomi ghostly girl my favorite always um yeah we have like uh i guess they just they just break down the factions here so they have the valkyrie the demon the the oh, demonarchies demonarchies i don't fucking know demonarchy de- de- you know demonarchy <laughs> demonarchies okay uh there's the rage demons uh the vessel which is, we'll get to that. The vampires, the house of witches, revenants, the talisman high, which is not a faction. That's just a thing that we've talked about extensively. Wendigo and the ascension, which is also the, the reason we are getting these books. The, the in-universe reason is because everything that's happening in these books is due to the ascension, which is basically a time of great upheaval. It's not necessarily like one big battle. It's like a time when, factions are fighting each other in their own little pockets and mm-hmm. at the same time like people are meeting their fated mates left and right and like right people are dying people are you know being born it's like a huge time of upheaval right. and change um and whoever quote-unquote wins the ascension whoever basically has the most people at the end of it um rule the next 500 years more or less it's 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 not really concrete it's more like i don't know um just who's the top dog, generally speaking, for the next 500 years? Um, who has the most people, pretty much? Um, oh. So that's where we're at here. And one thing that is a hard no in the in this universe is that if you are of the lore, you do not fuck around with humans. You don't. Because, A, like, they're breakable shit. Um, and, B, you're immortal. And, C... Uh, the gods really don't vibe with you exposing uh, your supernatural jennies to, uh, to 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 humans. They don't like it. They they find ways to creatively punish people who out themselves. Um, the joke in the lore is that every ghost story you've ever heard, every like witch burning, any anything you've ever heard about the supernatural, any cryptid sighting, is when somebody in the lore fucked up. Um, ah. <laughs> they 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 bungled it somehow. That checks out. Yeah. So we open up with with Cadian. And Cadian got uh quite a quite a cameo in the um well, oh, I'm gonna blank on this, but it's the one with uh with um Bowen. <laughs> Bowen is <laughs> Marikana. Oh Bowen. Yeah, fucking yes, shitty I remember Bowen. Bowen. <laughs> Dipshit Bowen, yeah. Uh, Bowen the Grim. Oh Bowen. Piece of appropriately shit. Appropriately named. Yes. And uh, Bowen Bowen the idiot would be m- more uh more fun, yes. personally. But on the hard-headed. Uh, and so, if you recall that story, um, Marikata 
and Bowen were both in the Talismans High. So was Rydstrom and Cadian, who were on some sort of mission to try and win this so that they could theoretically get their um, their kingdom back, which has been stolen from them. Ah. Rydstrom, Mariketta, Cadian, and a, a sundry other elves get locked in this pyramid full of... <laughs> Do you remember... The succubus? It's all coming back to me. Yes. Yes. By Bowen, who's like, they'll be fine. Mariketta is immortal. It's not a big deal. Mariketta was not immortal. It was a very no, big deal. No, that was, that's, yeah. And, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I remember you explaining this to me and being like, eh, uh, I'll get her later. And then, it's fine. And then he gets blown up real bad and he gets super injured because Mariketta curses him and he can't heal. And weeks and weeks and weeks pass and they are all stuck in this fucking pyramid. Um, and Bowen's like, well, they tell him that they need to find her. And he's like, what do you mean? She's uh, obviously she's escaped by now. Like, there's no way they're still in there. And they're like, no, they they are. And you're the only person who knows where this pyramid is. Well, so Bowen ends up freeing them through a series of whoopsies and just mistakes. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and then uh, he also frees Rydstrom and Cade. And there is a brief section of the book where Cade is, like, sort of making a pass at Mariketta, um, mostly to piss Bowen off. And Mariketta's like... Mariketta! Poor Mariketta. Mariketta, how do we... Like, Mariketta, she's just... She, she's been told that she's not his mate, and then he's convinced that she's ensorcelled him into believing that she's his mate and so they have like a whole thing going on anyway so she kind of yeah. flirts with with Cade to kind of get back at him because she's like well fuck you I wanna, I'm gonna fuck this demon that never happens then Cadian like falls off a bridge it's a whole thing um, so we open up with Cadian basically this is after this point and he's miserable because he has met his mate already he knows who his mate is and that's kind of why he was attempting to ignite something with Mariketta because he's like I can't have my mate, so I'm going to try to move on. <laughs> the reason he can't have his mate is because his mate is a human. Um, and that blows chunks, baby. That sucks. Um, except. <gasps> except. <gasps> oh, my God. Secretly. She <gasps> turns out she's not. <gasps> oh, oh, no. So what happens is. He's stalking her, as of course. And as one does. She is a she is a PhD candidate um, working at a university. She is um, a mathematician slash computer science. It's unclear. They say she's a mathematician, but she works exclusively in code. So I'm really not entirely sure how that works. Um, I don't do math. I don't know. Um, I don't think those are the same thing. I don't think they're the same thing. If they're treated very much like the same thing. Again, I want to say, we talked about a, wire, a wireless laptop earlier, so I don't know if it really in that context matters. Um, so she's a PhD candidate. She's on her way to teach a bunch of jocks how to do basic math, which like, they didn't have to call me out like that, but, but she did. <laughs> um, I've taken a lot of remedial math courses, friends. Um, and she done gets kidnapped by a bunch of demons, not Cadian. You ever just get kidnapped by a bunch of demons? I wish. Uh, except for she wakes up on an altar and she is naked. And uh, it is very clear that the demons are about to assault her. Um, and as this is happening, Cadian is rushing to her rescue because he was already watching her. He saw her get taken and he basically is like, well, fuck this. I don't know why they would take a human, but like, 
obviously I'm going to rescue her. Um, as he is on his way to rescue her, he receives a call from his brother Rydstrom. And Rydstrom is basically... Um, Rydstrom's a bit of a dick. They're both dicks. They're both terrible. Like, Rydstrom is known as Rydstrom the Good, but he's kind of shitty. They're all kind of shitty. Cadian, I think, is much shittier. Um, but Cadian has at least some reason. I don't know. Like, Cadian was separated from his brother when he was seven because his brother became uh-huh. king. And they couldn't have the uh-huh. heir and the king living in the same place for security reasons. So he got fostered out to this, like, podunk town in their demon dimension. Uh-oh. With this, like, farmer family. And he loved them. He grew up with them. He had, like, siblings and stuff he loved. Um, the book actually opens with a prologue of them all being hideously slaughtered um, as they lose their, uh, as they lose their, their, their kingdom, dimension. Oh, boy. Whatever. Oh, no. And Rydstrom had called his brother to take his seat at the, um, at, on the, of the throne to hold it for him oh, while he went off to oh, war. No. And Cadian had refused uh-huh. so that he could stay home protecting his family and because he refused the or at least he's blamed for this but because he refuses the kingdom is lost he they they take the 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 castle it's lost and also his entire family is slaughtered so he doesn't win anyway and rydstrom yeah that's a that's a that's a Oof, yeah, it got some a... guilt there, huh? Yeah. Um, so Rydstrom blames him. Everybody blames him. Nobody blames him more than Cadian. Uh, and so Cadian has spent the last 900 years attempting to help his brother get his freaking throne back um, so he can just be rid of this guilt and also make up for, you know, letting his family be slaughtered because he wants to kill this man called uh, Omort the Deathless. Literally. Omort the Deathless? <laughs> yeah. His name literally means O-death. Like, it means, like, no death. Omort. Death, the Deathless, yes. I the Deathless, like the it. Deathless is, is his name. And he's in love with that's his like, half-sister. It's a whole thing. <laughs> that's like the Tumblr mean Moon Moon <laughs> yeah. with the dog. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, and it's it's wild, man. Like, the, all of that is, like, set dressing to the fact that he's, like, he gets a call and he's, like, hey, dude, we got a lead on, on the sword that can kill this guy. Finally, we can get her home back. And he's like, fucking cool. I'm in the middle of a car chase. But yeah, cool. Dope. I'll be there. In t- I'll be there in an hour. And he's like, all right, cool. Um, we, But the only thing is to get the sword, we have to trade the vessel to this evil sorcerer to get it. And he's like, oh, I don't give a shit. Okay, fine. Like, whatever. And then he goes like, he's like, do you know who the, who the vessel is? And he goes, oh, no, but she works in this place called um, the Hall of the Son of Gib. And what that means is Gibson Hall, which is the very place that Holly was just abducted from. And Cadian, being uh. the smart cookie that he is, realizes that Holly is the vessel. And she has been oh. abducted by these demons because of this. Uh-oh. Um, hey, Paige, what do you think the vessel is? Do your best. <sighs> Is it her? Is it because this book is about pregnancy? Is the is the vessel her womb? Well, good news is that's all the, they care about. So, so yeah, the vessel is technically just her womb because the rest of her don't matter. <laughs> so, to quote the uh, the uh, the glossary here. Uh, to be chosen is to be doomed. At the cusp of each ascension, a chosen female will beget a child who will become a warrior of either ultimate evil or of ultimate good, depending on the father. Uh, of the last seven vessels, six have spawned evil. 
Some factions seek to assassinate the vessel to prevent any birth. Others battle to possess her and control her offspring. Wow, this that's kind of like a Rosemary's Baby kind yes, of situation. Yes, yes, very much so. Basically, whoever whoever fucks her the fastest, depending on their inclination, the, the child that will be born of that union will become either this like ultimate good or this ultimate evil. The last baby born of this, uh, of a vessel, happens to be Omort the Deathless. So, again, I want to state that he is in love with his sister oh what he trolls a lot it's weird it's weird what in the game of thrones i know what in the game of thrones here um that's we're going to talk about that way more in the next book (laughs) because it (laughs) comes up a lot oh no Uh, amongst many other things i cannot fucking wait that's gonna be a trip um (laughs) but it but this one i mean the problem here so this is a fun idea Right. This is a fun idea. This idea of like it is, yeah. a rat race, essentially, because she's obsessed with these the fucking rat race uh, surrounding, like trying to get her away from people who want to capture her so that they can have a baby with her. Like that on its face is like a fun idea to write about, I think. However, yeah. like just below that very thin veneer is a really fucking dark story of everyone trying to rape this woman. Um, yeah. And, and I, 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 it sucks. It sucks because I want, I, I want to like this book. I love Holly Ashman. I think she's very fun. Um, she's a huge fucking nerd and she takes no shit and she's great. Love that. On the other hand, um, it's really hard to like this book because it's so fucking dark. Yeah. Cause like, cause that's, that's, I mean, yeah, the premise is basically like Rosemary's baby, but like with like a bunch of other like demons like essentially not just demons literally like anybody could like the reason the sorcerer wants her is because he wants to make a child with her against her will like that that's that's that is the premise of this entire book um it's kind of it's kind of fucked up i'm not gonna lie it's super fucked up dog like it's fucked up um like this is like when people talk about breeding kinks, this isn't what they asked for, I think. Um, you know? Like, and it's and it's an interesting, like, moment for this to come up for me because I just had all, a horrifying realization about my own, one of my own things that I've accidentally backed myself into. Um, which is that because I've written my vampires in a very certain way, um, I've unfortunately basically baked in a breeding kink to every single book which my bad i didn't i don't hate it i just didn't see it coming that's all that's all <laughs> it just kind of just it snuck itself in there it, did, it really it really did it all made sense until i realized and then i was like fuck it's too late now um is this is this your uh is this uh i'm sure someone would like try to deep dive and be like is your subconscious telling you that you're you're starting to get baby fevers it's time to have a baby oh god i uh, i mean they could do that all they want i mean fucking people already read too, way too much into what what people write but i i i i cannot stress enough <laughs> that this was a surprise to me as well i did not plan this at all i cannot stress that enough yeah didn't you say that you like realized it on the bus I was on or the something fucking like that bus and i was just like looking at my phone and i remember i just like looked up and i was like oh i i remember because i had this thought i was like oh well that character would probably have a breeding kink because he's a fucking nasty little bitch and then i was like Oh, oh no, they all have <laughs> Oh no! And everyone 
just like looking around. There's like four other people on the bus. I was like, do they know? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Suffice it to say that I thought it was a brilliant idea to make it so that my vampires spread the vampire virus more efficiently through procreation because blood-to-blood transmission on a day-to-day basis is actually quite rare. How often do you encounter somebody else's blood? Like, it's not an effective way to spread a virus, really. Um, Bodily fluids are the most effective when they're, like, airborne bodily fluids, when they can be spread through things like saliva and just, like, breathing next to somebody. But blood is not. As we know. As we know. As we we have learned since 2020, the airborne uh, viruses passed on through little droplets uh, airborne particles little droplets going back to our earlier conversation wear your fucking mask wear your fucking mask god damn so i'm gonna help you with a vampire because if a vampire wants to have a baby with you the baby's gonna have vampirism and so like this made more sense to me i was like okay so let's say like over time um people you know used to become vampires much more by blood to blood transmission because i think people just would have encountered less hygienic situations in the past right probably would have encountered more blood from other people than we do okay fine but over time that would lessen right as sanitation gets better and whatever so it's like okay well i think the virus would adapt to wanting to be spread through procreation so vampires have um adapted their hunting habits and their like feeding habits to also support this so not only do they want to have one person always on hand to be their meal they also are primed to want to breed with that person to pass on the virus so like this all made sense to me and i was like i am brilliant abigail you're a genius <laughs> and then i and then i and then, How and did then you do this to <laughs> me i know i and like like I said, I'm more or less indifferent. I I I wrote my first baby epilogue ever in in Empire, and like it felt right for the characters. Like I don't I don't think like it's necessary in books to have to have that. It literally has to fit the character. It doesn't make sense otherwise. Like you cram yeah. babies everywhere. Like it. I mean, you can do you. I don't care. Like like I said, I'm more or less completely in the middle of the road here. But for my work, I don't feel like it makes that much sense. However, in this instance, it's literally like has to like it's part of their like psychology. So I'm fucked. Like there's gonna be I anyway. It's a whole thing. It's baked in, baby. It's already in. Yeah, it's in there. I built it into the fucking mythos like an idiot. Um, okay. So back back to back to what we're talking about here. So Cade rescues her. Except that he doesn't need to, because by the time he gets there, um, she has killed every demon in the room, um, brutally slaughtered them. He sees her. She's huddled in a corner covered in blood. And that is because while he was on his way there, she was struck by lightning. Um, So such an intense, like, bolt of lightning that she actually, like, all of her stuff melts off of her, like her jewelry melts. Um, And this is because it turns out that Holly is half Valkyrie. Um, I was just about to say, I wonder if she was either, if she either became a Valkyrie mm-hmm. uh, in that instance because a Valkyrie was like, oh, she's in trouble. Here But I remember, I remember that the, the Valkyrie caused lightning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in various situations. Lots of situations. <laughs> Lots of situations. Yes. yes. Yeah. I'm being transferred back to the first Cressley Cole book that we talked about 
uh, with the Valkyrie <laughs> being uh, on the lawn. On the lawn. And then they get caught. Oh, yeah. That was wild. That was a wild time. Um, <laughs> just, I'm also vividly <laughs> recalling that. <laughs> uh, good, good times, man. Good times. So uh, she doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Um, it's worth, I think, talking about here that um, it's basically what ends up happening is they go on this road trip. You know how I love a road trip romance. But this is, again, essentially a rat race situation. They have to, like, go I to these it. checkpoints to get the coordinates to go to the next checkpoint. To, like, it is full on. Uh, Chris Cole is obsessed with rat race. Um, but Holly is not only is she, like, a mathematician slash computer science person. She also um, has a lot of, like, kind of severe situations going on. And that is that she has pretty severe OCD and anxiety and she takes a lot of medications to regulate her life. And also she has a really, really, really strict regimen. She um, is dating this like other computer science guy and she has her day completely perfectly segmented, segmented. Like she, she literally no variation at all. She keeps super tight control of her life. Um, And so this is obviously very disturbing to her. Um, because also all of a sudden she's basically in the care of Cadian, who is pure chaos. Cadian, honestly, is a piece of shit. Um, like, I I remember liking him when I first read the book and then rereading it. I was like, oh, you have very few redeeming qualities. Um, like, he he deliberately, like, it comes up a lot that she's a feminist and that uh-huh. he deliberately calls her like really demeaning pet names and like that she hates and he says well you know i'm 900 year old years old so i don't have to fucking change and don't worry i'm actually a feminist because uh men of the lore respect women way more than like modern human men do because we know that we could be killed and it's like so you respect them as warriors but like you still are kind of a piece of shit. Like, I don't, that doesn't, like, those two things can still be. I'm confused. Yeah. Like, it's, it's very strange. He, like, he says he's doing it to rile her up, but he also just, like, does it so often that I'm like, oh, so he is just a chauvinist. This is on top of this he's being all about asshole. pregnancy. Like, this is, like, a mix of, like, really wild shit. Um. Essentially, he claims that he's a mercenary hired or protector. She's like, who the fuck would have hired you? Like, she immediately starts asking very smart questions. Um, he says that he needs to um, get this sword. And he's been hired to protect her. But, like, to do so, he gets the sword in exchange. And to do that, he has to deliver her to this sorcerer. Um, he doesn't say what will happen to her when he gets there. He says that the sorcerer will change her back to human if she wants. I'm going to kill him. Yes, it's bad. It's a bad lie. That's fucked up. It's an extreme. He like he basically like plays it really vague. He doesn't explicitly say that. He says like, yeah, he might be able to. He knows that there's no way to change her back. She is becoming immortal. There's no stopping it. Um, and Nyx shows up to sow chaos as she normally does, and she also reinforces this more, much more blatantly because <laughs> Nyx doesn't give a shit. She's she is doing her own thing because she has big plans. Um. And has no moral compass. So she basically reinforces all this and tells Cade that, listen, you go on this trip. You do this thing. 
Um, I want you to teach my niece how to live her life and to actually like feel things. And so to do that, I, I'm going to add a little plot restriction here. And I'm going to make it so you can't fly to any of these checkpoints. You have to drive because um, she wants it to take as long as possible. Also, like absolutely threadbare plot shenanigans happening there. Just like, I don't know how to stretch this plot out. Someone's going to ask why they didn't just fly. So I'm going to say that Nick says that they have to do it. Okay. Um. <laughs> Sure, why not? Yeah, why not? I, I read that and I was like, all right. Um, and so... Yeah, do what you gotta do. They end up like... There's a series of like... He's pushing her and pushing her and pushing her. And it's a weird balance between him being like really respectful of her... What she calls quirks. Like he he makes her... Like she can't eat anything that like isn't prepackaged because she just... She, her compulsion is she just cannot. Um, and so he's always like really... He finds really creative ways to get her things that are good but also prepackaged. And like he like how he even unscrews her water bottle caps. He does it exactly how she likes without any complaints. But also, unfortunately, there's another uncomfy angle in this book, which is that like... Mm, that thing I fucking hate in media, which is that like, don't worry if you're happy and you live your life, you don't need medication. So I'm going to force you to stop taking medication so that you can see that like you're really better off. That like, like Nick's does it too. It's not just him. And that's very misinformed. It's very misinformed. There, there would have been much better ways to handle it. Um, like she could have taken a pill and had like it react really badly and she like horks it up or whatever. And then she can't take them anymore. And that would have solved that plot problem. Instead, it's like, no, no, no. Yeah. Like you don't need them anymore. Trust me. You don't need them anymore. You're, you're like a different being. You don't need them. It's like that has a really troubling message um, that I don't enjoy at all. Um, no. The in-universe like mechanic for that is that like the reason she was taking all of these medications was because she was trying her entire life to subvert all these uh habits and tendencies that she inherited from her valkyrie mother so like she's super strong and has all this like compulsion to do violence and stuff and she didn't know what to do with that as a human so she like takes a bunch of pills for anxiety and compulsive behavior um and like there's a lot of that and like i said i don't think it's the actual plot reason is wrong. Like, yes, clearly she, once she's a Valkyrie and understands those impulses, she doesn't need to medicate herself anymore. Yeah, but that could have, like you said, been done at an angle where she... She chooses like, to. She like, chooses Like, to. where she chooses. It has to be her choice. And also the, the message of don't worry if you just, like, stop like believing what the doctors say like you you're there's nothing wrong with you stop taking your meds like boom. yeah i i highly disagree with that not a fan not i really don't like that like i said uh, there's a lot in this book that like again like the the, the entire like f- plot of this book that she's running away from people trying to either kill her or impregnate her against her will. And then on top of that, we also have this plot point of like him withholding her medication from her. Um, That's very, Ooh, I don't like yeah, that at all. It's not like, a, I love, I want to love Holly and I want to love this, this like road trip. And it's, I can't. Yeah, she like the, the, the um, leading lady, Holly, she sounds great. She's fucking love awesome. her. I like her. I like that angle yeah. of of her, you know, like that's that's interesting. Yeah. 
for her to be half Valkyrie, but like not want to accept that and like trying to sub- subvert those, you know, tendencies and to like try to conform. Mm-hmm. And then like that could have been really cool for her to, to realize what she could do potentially and what she's becoming and accepting that within herself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, not there that could have been a smarter way to with the medication thing specifically to to be like i'm choosing not to do this because i don't want to i want to see because who this some, person is that i'm becoming. yeah not because some some guy who just popped up out of nowhere who's an asshole to me Mm-hmm. is telling me not to because uh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, by the way, listener, if you take medication, that is totally okay. Yes. And please take your please medication take your meds. today. Meds are great. Meds are great. If you meds are, med, meds are so good. Meds are great. There's a reason we have them. Like they, they've helped so many people. Like don't don't take anything. If you take anything from this, take that. We support any decision you make in regards to your own body and your own health. Yes. The advice of a doctor. Like this. Yes. I, it would have been a much more poignant point of emotional and character development if she had had half of a scene where she decides not to take her pills anymore. Like I, I again, the message there is murky. Right. I think in, yeah. in fiction it works broader message wise that is still kind of troubling however it is way more fucking troubling to have him and nicks be like oh no i packed all of your things for you but i deliberately left all of your medications at home so you can't take them at one point they are like bargaining where she's like i need to refill my meds can we please just like i will do anything and he they like bargain like blowjobs and shit like to to, what yes yes it's because he is he is trying to force holly to um, wake up and and he does it in a way that like clearly Cressa Cole is taking pains to like make sure that like people didn't think that she had consent and stuff um, and so he always is like no you remove my towel you have to do it if you want to see me you have to do it so like stuff like that um, but still like it, because Holly has to to supplement those urges what Holly has done is she has literally like PG'd her entire life she doesn't she's never watched porn she's never masturbated she's never like she whenever she feels any sort of arousal what she does is she goes and she swims like a hundred laps in a pool like she is she like has oh done some very disordered things to kind of get control of her life and she's being forced to wake up. And so mm-hmm. Kadian is sort of attempting to help her along without overwhelming her. And like, I think see. in the plot, he does it as kindly as he can. At the same time, he's fucking lying to her so that he can deliver her to get yeah. impregnated by a man she doesn't want at the end of this. Right. Like, and Oh yeah. I have a question. Yeah. yeah. Um, You mentioned that Holly is like, dating this other computer <laughs> yes! science major? Yes! Is there a cheating angle on top of this, too? So, see, that's that's complexicated. That is complexicated because that is established very early on that her and this man, Tim, have a very particular kind of relationship, and it is romantic. Um, he is her boyfriend. They've been dating for years. Um, they have never had sex. They've never even kissed. Um, he doesn't live with her. Like, she describes their relationship as being currently platonic, but that she plans to marry and have children with him in the future. Um, okay. And he is also her, like, professional partner. Like, he's her, like, project partner. Okay. And he is, at the time of the, this happening, so he is in California at a conference presenting their work. And she has this really cool 
code thing that's like very like badass and whatever. She's great. Um, and Cadian is like, cool. So you're not dating. You have a friend. <laughs> you have a friend who you you don't tell anything to. You're afraid of touching because you're too strong. And also, like, you're not attract like you're not attracted, like you don't want to be with this person. And she's like, well, I don't want to be with you either. And he's like, well, that's hurtful. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And so she does feel guilty when they do things. But she also is like, um, you know, she's she's trying to kind of figure out her sexual identity at the same time. And as soon as she starts doing anything with Katie and she's like, oh, um, he was right that you don't really know a person. Like, how do I, I, I learned so much about Cadian and who he was really in that moment that I don't know anything about Tim. And mm. basically she plans on breaking up with him. Um, and that is, uh, becomes a, a moot point when she, it, she discovers through a friend who has taken over her teaching position while she's gone, that he has been passing off her work as his at this conference. I know. Cadian does not take this well. Um, but she she breaks up with him immediately and then ruins his life. Um, which is great. Yeah. Um, so that there is a cheating angle, but it's like so padded by like, well, they didn't really, and also he wasn't the and you know, he wasn't really, and there weren't, I, you know. Yeah, I can I can yeah. okay. Yeah. It's one of those things yeah. where I'm like, okay, I still don't like it. I don't it. like it. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like, like it. it. No, I don't. I don't like. I don't like it Um. at all. (laughs) But okay, yeah, it's passable. It's passable. This this whole book to me just sounds like a whole stack of oh, okay, Uh, huh? Uh, yeah, huh? (laughs) And like, like I said, there's like a if you take away like the reason that she's being hunted, and you take away the what lies at the end of the road here which is that he hands her over to a man who's going to assault her um you have a very fun fraught road trip which is fucking my favorite thing and i'm so angry i know i know it sounds fun you know and like i can i can even get down behind like the the teasing aspect that that kate does yeah like he's like that's kind of like I'm sure, like, you know, I wouldn't want to be in that position no. myself, but, like, it's kind of fun to read. It's fun to read. You know? he's, he's a bit of a dick, and he's got red flags fucking everywhere. Um, at his heart, he is devoted to her, but he's being torn in two different directions because, like, he has spent 900 years attempting to get his brother's throne back that he lost him. And at this last minute, he is being forced to choose between those two things. His mate that he loves, who can finally have, and also doing this thing that he's promised to do for 900 years um and also avenging the family that he lost right like that is yeah all of that is tied up and that doesn't make it right by any stretch of the imagination but like it's at least you can understand his motivation um yeah i think it would have been a a better and more uh, like a less controversial angle if he had told her the truth Mm -hmm. at the beginning and then holly would have been like i'm gonna go confront the sorcery guy myself see what he's all about that's not what happens <sighs> no it's not what happens it's not what happens at all oh well, i mean oh okay it's so hard because when i did my first read of this probably a few years ago now um 
I didn't, I guess I just glossed over, maybe I just forgot that Holly is badass from the start. I didn't remember that she took yeah. out that, like, room full of demons in the first, like, two chapters. Um, and she actually fucking goes ham a few times in the book. Like, Cadian doesn't need to protect her. He's He knows the ins and outs of what's going on. So, like, culturally speaking, he needs to, like, guide her through things. But, like, physically speaking... He he trains her along the road, like, as, as they're going. But she doesn't really, like, her instinct carries her very far. Because it turns out she's not only half Valkyrie, her mother was half Fury. So she's, like, born badass. Um, she's Yeah, she's crazy. Yeah, she's fucking crazy. Like, she should be in the Olympics kind of crazy. <laughs> yes, she's fucking insane. Like, when the, when the bloodlust takes her, she's like, I'll be back in a minute. And she just, like, takes a sword and fucking kills people like beheads it's it's amazing how about that how about that love holly would die for yeah, but holly. That, also that must be absolutely terrifying exactly. thinking that you're human and you want to kill uh-huh. yes. like all those people yeah yeah i would i would want to take like a bunch of medication too exactly Dang. and she also just genuinely does have ocd <laughs> like she yeah. also just happens <laughs> to have ocd like that was one thing that i did appreciate at the end of this book like um it, it, her OCD isn't cured. She still has it. Um, it's like her yeah. anxiety is a lot less and she can like, you know, deal with things a lot better. Her her tools are a lot better and she understands her impulses now, which is good and healthy. Um, but she still fucking has OCD. And I'm like, yeah, good for you, Holly. Good for you. <laughs> God damn. Um, but yeah, so like they do all this thing. There's a lot of shenanigans. She thinks he slept with another uh, woman about halfway through. So she gets drunk with a bunch of demons and fondles a guy. It's great. Um, oh. And then like after that point, they like go to a haunted bridge and she like promises some ghosts that they're going to get exorcisms in exchange for helping her. She kills a bunch of demons. Um, and then Cadian gets his shit fucking wrecked. He gets shot by a bunch of poisoned arrows by a friend uh, who basically didn't know what he was doing and then he oh. gets fireballed and like half his body is burned off oh. um oh. and she has to like drag his his body in like and get away in a car and like it's a whole it's great holly's a badass um yeah that sounds a lot <laughs> it's the actual action of this book like, the book opens with a chase scene it's fucking so yeah. good the chase scene is so good like katie and rescues her from like basically she's killed all the demons in the room right but there are more people coming vampires start shooting at them vampires are closing in he like throws her in his beat ass like truck it's terrible and he's like she's like how are we gonna get away he's like through there and it's basically the swamp and they go like full throttle through a swamp and like she shrieks and all the glass breaks and then swamp water comes in there's a water moccasin in the car and like she has to drive for a second and like he like gets bitten by the water moccasin and chucks it out the window Ah! it's fucking great the actual chase scene Good. are so fucking good the banter is top-notch did i mention he's south african no you did not yes. that's awesome yes so that adds now a fun i'm just angle. picturing trevor noah i wish i wish um so so all of that and then at that point like after like the the chase um the second chase with the fireball and what all um at which point she like basically abandons their car in a ravine turns it sideways so that when they come hurtling around the bend they t-bone the car and it throws a demon out and then she gets out and she beheads him like she's a fucking badass i love holly ashwin dr holly ashwin um dr holly ashwin so after that point like she's like you know what i'm 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 gonna explore this thing she like is falling in love with kadian and kadian is like has decided he's going to pursue a relationship with her, even though he knows it's a terrible idea. 
he's gonna have to, he's like i'm gonna figure out how to not have to give her up i'm gonna i don't know what i'm gonna do but i'm gonna figure it out so i'm gonna i'm gonna invest myself in this now because i can't i literally can't not um and but he refuses to have sex with her um and because he basically is like if i do that like there's no fucking way that i'm gonna be able to like i have to have a fail safe here that if i can't figure this out or if i die or something like i can't um there's some like you know, demon claiming thing as well in there, you know, obviously, obviously, obviously. Um, and at that point, she like breaks up with her boyfriend. Yada, yada. They stay in a cabin. The final checkpoint is in like the, the uh, just underneath the Arctic Circle. Um, they're staying in this cabin and uh, they, she basically for- <laughs> tricks him into having sex with her. Like, oh, she takes the reins, by which I mean, she takes him by the horns because he has horns. And, um, they he he she breaks down his will and and they and they do it and they do it for like a week um of course week straight because that's the cold way that's that is the cold way it's true they also did that with with mariketta and uh and they Bowen's sure did island didn't they oh that's fun um things went so south <laughs> um, big build up of them hating each yeah. other and then him being like an asshole but just like an asshole with enough heart of gold. Mm-hmm. Bring you. I can fix him. <laughs> Daddy, I can fix him. Daddy, I can fix him. And then they fuck. And then they fuck. And then, and then he has a magic dick and that fixes everything. Um, which I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, <laughs> the bar is so low. <laughs> oh, man. It really is. Damn, that's grim. Ah. <laughs> uh, well, so they stay in this cabin, and she's having a great time. She's fucking her little heart out. It's awesome. She's living her best life. Um, and uh, they then have to go to Om- uh, Omort's half brother to to get the to get the sword. This is the last fifty pages, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and they pass through this like ghost town that has clearly been like slaughtered and they find out that it was slaughtered by Wendigo. Um, and there is a lot to be said about taking native legends and turning them into ghoulish, you know, monsters in your fiction. Um, it's a bigger con. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. It's very common, particularly. It was way more yeah. common, you know, 10 years ago. Um, For sure. That's another conversation to be had. Yeah. With more nuance that I'm going to provide here. However, yes. could have just said zombies. Could have just said zombies. Could have just said zombies. Um, You didn't. Instead, you chose a native legend. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so there's that. And they eat flesh. And they are rabid. And they basically, if you get scratched or bitten by one, even as an immortal, you get turned into a Wendigo. So Wendigo are really deadly. And they pass through this town that was demolished by Wendigo. And people who survived that became Wendigo. So it's literally like a town, of a ghost town in the fucking Arctic full of Wendigo. It's very creepy. Um, they pass through there and they go to Omar's fortress. And Omar has this like actual castle and it's where it's his forges. Um, I'm sorry, I keep calling him Omar. His name is Groot. I, I'm sorry. I forgot to mention his name is Groot. <laughs> Not the... His name is Groot? I, hey, his name is Groot I am though. Groot. <laughs> he is Groot. He is Groot, but he sucks. He sucks. <laughs> He's a necrophiliac wizard. He's gross. Ah! <laughs> I know. Groot. Groot, you got I am bad. not Groot anymore. No, I'm not Groot. I'm not Groot. 
His name is Groot the no. Metallurgist, and he likes to fuck corpses. Um, oh. <laughs> I know, it's bad. Well, here's the deal. He's lonely. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I, it's, I, this book is so ghoulish. <laughs> like, every time I was like, okay, it's good. I mean, this is a jacked up premise, but like, whatever. And then we get to the end and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, <laughs> wait, I thought, yeah. wait. Yeah. I thought he, I thought he liked his sister. So no, that's Omort. I'm sorry. I confused you. There's a lot of overlapping oh, okay. characters here. Omort is the wizard who has control of, um, or he's a sorcerer. They don't call him wizard, but he's a fucking wizard. He's the guy who has control over Cadian's brother's realm. So they're, they're home. Um, okay. He is the half brother of Groot the Metallurgist. Groot the Metallurgist has created a sword, the only sword in existence that can kill Omort, the Deathless. I see. There's okay. a lot happening okay. here. Um, okay. He's suffice it to say, he hates this dude. He fucking wants him dead, and he wants the vessel in exchange for this sword. Um. Mm. So Cadian okay. has come to d- to deliver, and Cadian at this point is like scrambling to think of a way that he cannot do this. He calls his like mercenary army that he has to come help him take him out. They can't get up there due to like all these like ice sheets basically being destroyed that they can't drive over. Um. He thinks, okay, well I'll take the sword. As soon as he gives me the sword, I'll fucking cut his head off. Um. And that'll that'll do it. Then I'll save Holly. Like Holly will be gone for like five minutes, and she'll hate me for a second. And but but she'll be fine. He plans on betraying um, Groot, which is a, I, I think the reason I wasn't saying his name before is because it's <laughs> once I say it's it's hard it's hard. Um, yeah, yeah. I just I <laughs> I know. Why would you name? Why would? Well, because I mean I don't think Jurassic Cole is a comic reader. That? I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think Crazy Cool reads comics. If I had to guess, she's too busy watching Punked reruns of Punked <laughs> and Dirty Jobs, which I get. MTV's Punk. Oh my god. Uh, uh, anyway. Anyway. But I mean, like Groot is just like not a good. It's name. just also a rough name for an evil wizard. Um, that I'm supposed Groot. to be scared of. So he has like an army of what's called revenants, which are like actual zombies that he controls. Yeah. With iron spikes in their temples um and okay. uh which is a grim image um and at one point uh holly sees that he has one single female revenant so yeah <laughs> that's where that's where that comes up yep and it, okay so here's the deal there that is maybe the funniest point in the book which is wild to say but like so Prior to this, Cadian has given her up. She is heartbroken to realize that he is super yeah. callous. He's like, do you think I ever really cared about you? Like, no, this is all to give a sort. Whatever. Oh. You are a transaction. Have fun with your new master and have fun having his evil babies. Um, <clears throat> oh, my God. Super fucked up. Um, she is led away by these zombies. And Cadian takes the sword. He immediately plans to behead Groot, uh, the metallurgist. Uh only to discover that the sword has been basically poisoned so that he gets knocked out as soon as he grabs it. Um, and he's like, fuck! And he's like, you don't think I know you were going to try to betray me, bitch? Um, and so he gets, like, dumped out. It was outside. too obvious! Obviously. It was too obvious! A man who went to this length to, like, have them get to him, like, all these checkpoints and all these fail-safes and then, all like, the, the Wendigos and all this, like... You really think he would, like, not cover all of his fucking bases, Cade? You fucking idiot. Anyway, um, so (sighs) Cade gets chucked out. 
And after that, Holly then has to confront uh, Groot. And Groot is like, how is this going to go? Are you going to be like, are you going to make this difficult? Or are you going to be chill? And she's like, you know what? You know what? I'm you, at, at the very least, no one's hunting me here. Like she basically decides to lean in to so she can buy herself time. She's like, no one's yeah. hunting me here. Like you're probably not going to kill me because you obviously want me to have your baby. Um, I don't give a shit. Like, fine. And he's like, oh, that's great. That's great. Um, and she's like, okay. And he ends up, like, showing her his, like, surveillance area. Like, because I, I forget how they get there. It's shenanigans. And she's, like, she's very impressed because she's, like, a computer science person. And he's like, yeah, well, let me show you. And they have this weird interlude where, like, they're just, like, very, like, amicable. And then they, he shows her all of the feeds. And she discovers that he had been watching the cabin the whole time. So he knows that, like, he's... He's watched them fuck. And he's like, oh, I loved it. I, I've only wanted you more with every day. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, oh, so you're a fucking pervert. Great. Um, I, I don't like Groot. And, I don't like and him. Then, and then she, like, looks at another screen and she sees one female revenant. And she's she's like, wait, I thought only men were turned into revenants. And he's like, it gets pretty lonely up here. And she goes, you know what? Actually, I can't pretend anymore. I cannot do this. <laughs> And so that's when she like she like loses the the mask and she's like I'm gonna fuck you disgusting go on no disgusting um uh and so he goes oh that sucks I thought we were gonna have a good time so he decides he's gonna try and like put a railroad spike in her brain um <clears throat> to make her docile um yeah and uh, and she's like mm, fuck that and she ends up uh destroying his balls and breaking his nose and uh. It's great. It's awesome. She wrecks his whole shop. And she escapes oh, by... he can't... Does that mean he can't have kids? No, he's immortal. So They'll heal. Bl- oh. Yeah, I know. Oh. I know. Don't worry. Groot gets what's coming to him. Um, but oh, to escape, she, she jumps off a balcony and into this, like, rushing river that, like, helps his forge or whatever the fuck. Um, and uh, he's like... Sure, why not? Yeah, and he's like, well, you'll die if you do that. She's like, I don't give a shit. It's either die or get a railroad spike in my fucking head. I'm like, no, thank you. So she jumps off. Cade is below trying to fight his way back in after waking up from his sleepy times. Um, he sees her jump. He immediately attempts to go after her to jump in as well. Um, but he is impaled by many swords, shall we say, <laughs> um, and is prevented from doing this. Um, oh, boy. And Groot comes down and is like, bro, she's not going to survive. And if she does, she's going to wash up in fucking Wendigo territory. Like, she's going to die. Um, and he doesn't really care because he's like, ah, I tried this time, but you know what? Another 500 years, another vessel will show up. So I don't really give a shit. I got nothing but time. Cause he sucks. <laughs> oh boy. Groot sucks. Yeah. Groot sucks. Groot the necrophiliac sucks. Who could have seen it? Um, <laughs> I know. I know. It's a shock to us all. And Disney, Disney really didn't see it coming. You know, in the new, <laughs> you know. Well, with Chris Pratt kind of having his downfall, it's kind of, they had to really make some changes creatively to the, you know. Laugh at my jokes. Oh, <laughs> it was a bad one. Oh, I mean, nothing. It was a really bad one. Well, how am I supposed to make good jokes with this plot? This is hard. This is difficult. <laughs> That's fair enough, but don't bring Groot into this. <laughs> uh, are you picturing the tree man when I talk? Because... No, I was at first, like, when you first said it, but then I was like, An nah. evil tree baby. The- evil tree baby. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Groot is too, he's too nice. He's too nice. Um, he's just too nice. Yeah. 
But I mean, I can't imagine. However, I can't imagine Chris Pratt. So I can okay. also imagine Chris Pratt as being Groot. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good face claim. That's a good. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love that. I'm gonna picture him from now on. I mean, it does say he has like blue eyes and stuff. I don't know if he has, but I feel like he does. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. has blue eyes. Um, yeah. So Cadian fights Groot, and Groot gets thrown into his own forge and explodes. <laughs> yep, he just yep, oh. chuck him in. Yeah, yeah. That's the end of Groot. So he got what he deserved. He got he got burnt up. Nice. Real nice. dead. Super, super dead. It's like basically a forge like as hot as the sun. Like it's like a supernatural forge. So there's no way. He's yeah. Um, no. And Cadian like goes to hunt down um, uh, Holly. Unfortunately, there is an explosion as he gets, you know, it's like a magical explosion because the wizard is now dead. Everything that he made falls apart. And so Cade is blown back in the explosion. And oh. he's blown into Wendigo territory. And when he wakes oh. up, he's like, why did I not? get murked by Wendigo. Like, like I should be dead. Huh. Why did, what happened? Well, you get this fucking, the most badass scene in the entire fucking book. This is why I remembered this book. Because I, I remember, like, liking parts of it a lot. Right? And I was like, why don't I reread that? Well, the part that I remember the most was her... She is in Wendigo territory in this ghost town and there's a chapel there and she decides that like there's no way she's getting out of here without fighting her way out so she just needs to fight all of them um so what she does is she finds a regular old axe like a wood chopping axe in this ghost town in the Yukon and she hides in the rafters of the uh of the chapel of this broken ass chapel that had been like barricaded from the inside before everyone in it was slaughtered and you know midnight yeah. mass style um yeah <laughs> yeah um and uh and and she hides in the rafters and she attracts all of the wendigo there and then she drops from the fucking rafters and slaughters them all with an axe Hell yeah. She is not even coolest, a scratch. Not even a fucking scratch. And then she proceeds to, while Katie is passed out, she doesn't know he's there, but like while he's passed out, she escapes. She runs through the wilderness. She basically goes from like mining town to mining town and hitches her ride in the Yukon. And like he ends up following her trail, trying to track her down so he can like help her because she's, you know, stranded in the Yukon with no money and no self, like nothing. Um, turns out that's not necessary because Nick's fucking shows up just as he's closing in on her trail and like shows up in this like BMW with with Regan and is like, "Hey, girl, time to go home. Hey! Do you have a good adventure? You good? You having fun?" She's like, "I." And she's no, like, "I did." Ah! She's like, "I fucking hate you. You did this." And she's like, "Yeah, but don't worry about it. I do it to everybody. <laughs> it's you know, it's all for a reason, baby." And Regan's like, "Listen, don't don't take it personally. Don't. Let's just get you home." Um. So they fly her home and just, it's like, just as they are lifting off in this like helicopter from this helipad, Katie and like, is like sprinting across the fucking tarmac. Like, no. And she just flips him off from the no. window. It's great. Does he stop the helicopter? Chris Evans. He tries. Stuff? He tries, but he doesn't. Oh. Like yeah. Yeah. Lame. But all of the, all of that are very, very happy to have her. They think she's very fun and weird. Um, and uh, it is discovered, of course, that Holly is pregnant. Yeah. 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 And there's some speculation over whether it's going to be a baby of like total evil or total good. And I would say all babies are total evil because all babies are sociopaths. Um, however, they can't help it. They uh, got they're, they're like Iscadians. And their skulls are they soft. They ain't got frontal lobes or morals or 
Empathy. Yeah. That's what the hole is for. <laughs> the fontanelle. Um, <laughs> That's the Cressley Cole hole. Is a fontanelle hut? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the last ten pages of the book are, like, Holly... This is where, like, I think Cressley Cole's true feelings on babies in her romance novels come in, um, which I think is very interesting because, again, this whole thing has been about knocking her up, right? Or not, so to speak. Um, Holly realizes she's pregnant pretty much as soon as she gets to Val Hall, which is where all the Valkyries live in New Orleans. And uh, she is very much just like, huh, well, I don't really feel anything about this. <laughs> like... Like, she's been through too much. Like, she's just like, I don't, yeah. like, how am I supposed to feel? Am I supposed to be happy? I don't feel happy. I, I don't, like, this was an inevitability. I was always, this apparently was always going to happen no matter what I did. Um, no matter what kind of birth control she would have taken, she still would have ended up pregnant, according to Nick. So, like, she's, a, and she's also totally fucking heartbroken, right? Um, so, she's yeah. like, so am I supposed to be excited? Because I don't feel fucking any excitement. I'm just kind of settling into my life here in Valhall and figuring my shit out and that's it and like that feels real um yeah that feels like i would also have the same you know i wouldn't be like oh my god i'm so, but I'm, at least i have my baby you know i'd be like well fuck <laughs> what am i gonna do like what, what is this like i don't even know like what the fuck do you <laughs> you know like what do you do how are you supposed to feel overjoyed throw a baby shower fucking no you'd be pissed um yeah yeah so i liked that part um, the book ends with basically Cadian has been attempting. Do you remember in the first one we talked about how um, uh, fuck, uh, Lachlan keeps showing up at the at Val Hall like he keeps trying to like talk to her. Um, it, and she and all the back Valkyrie are like, no, get the fuck away from our house. Yes, that's exactly what happens here. Um, he keeps showing up and all of the Valkyrie, like, except Emma was passed out at the time because she was dying. Um, yep. But uh, all of the Valkyrie are on. Um, they fucking hate him because they just are petty bitches. Is there? Um, is who there? Mist? Is oh, Mist is not mentioned. Um, she's probably, she's with her, she's with her man. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, probably. She doesn't live there anymore. Um, but she does hang out there, but she just doesn't live there. Uh, but yeah, so basically he just keeps showing up and she doesn't want to talk to him, obviously. Um, and yeah, she won't see I'd him. Yeah, I'd be so mad. And all of the Valkyries are like, you don't want to see him? Then we will make his life hell if whenever he comes around. It's great. They're playing Wii on the front porch at one point when he comes up and he gets his ass handed to him by some, by some, uh, brakes. It's awesome. Again, Wii oh comes up. Oh my god. Yeah. Wii was popular. It was that popular. Was like... And Wii is the superior game console. It's true. It's true when you should say it. Why? We have a Wii. I know. Yeah. I have a Wii. I haven't played it in ever, but I have one. Wii is great. Love the Wii. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's great. Um, yeah. So basically, how how Kate ends up winning her back is through Nyx, who again is the facilitator of all of this. She basically kicks Holly out of Valhall because she's like, "Listen, you can't raise a child here." <laughs> it's nope. it is really funny like it is one of the best gags in the book where she's like so how are you settling in and she's like you know actually i'm really like i'm really liking it i'm i'm learning to to handle things and whatever and i'm training all the time with regan and all this stuff and she's like oh that's great i'm kicking you out nice <laughs> nix is ice cold i love nix um and she basically is like i found a house for you and she's like oh yeah I'm like what okay and she like sh- 
pulls up with her into this like huge mansion. It's gorgeous. It's like everything Holly wants. Everything's in threes, which is Holly's thing. Um, and uh, she shows up and she's like, "Oh yeah," and they go into the, on the tour of the house. She's like, "Okay, like yeah, this is." Yeah, this is nice. Like, I can raise a kitty. It's, like, really big for me and, like, one kid. But, sh- I mean, sure. And, of course, Cadian has bought the home specifically Kadian's for there. her. Um, and he is there. And um, they they kiss and make up, essentially. Okay. Yeah. There's some explanations. There's, like, you know, he pleads his case. And she has already kind of, like, come to realize why he did what he did and stuff and it's like it's not great i mean the thing with cressley cole is i feel like most of the time she does her like final act um like get back together thing in like the last 10 pages of the book which like i never feel I was like there's about enough to say yeah there needs to be like the resolution them getting back together mm-hmm. if there's a breakup beat mm-hmm. and then like an extra like 10 to 15 to 20 pages of like fluff. Yeah. Essentially. Pretty much. That's why I like that. That's why I like the way that you write things and like how you include your epilogues at the end of your stories because it's like, I get to see them be happy. Yes, you know for a fact worry about it. that they had their HEA. Like, even if things were maybe yes. a little tense still at the end, like, you know for a fact that like things settled down and they were okay. Um, she doesn't really do epilogues. Uh, she always, I think she only has done a couple of them. And I, a part of me understands because I think most of the characters end up reappearing later in other books and you kind of get to see yeah. them with their lives. They're very intertwined. Yeah. At the same time, like, couldn't hurt. I think the only one that I'm that bringing to mind right now that has an epilogue, I'm sure there are other ones, but the only one that's coming to mind is the one, um, one of the darkest ones. One, the one that a lot of people read and then they stop reading the rest of the books because it's so dark. Um, uh... That, one that is, wasn't this one? No. This one involves a, a woman, the the heroine getting vivisected. Um, she's tortured ah! because of, like, at the behest of the, the hero. It's very fucked up. Um, n- but that one, I think, because it was so dark and so, 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 so fraught, she felt like she had to tell people at the very end, like, they ended up living their lives happily ever after. Here's a tiny glimpse. <laughs> you know? Because, like, I don't... Probably somebody in the editory like team was like, "Listen, oh man, yeah, you have like you gotta give us something because like there's no way people are gonna believe this." Anyway, so that's the book, man. And I there's a there's a lot of discussion to be had about the role of pregnancy and childbirth and motherhood and its place in romance novels um this is a weird one because i feel like it was a huge part of the plot it was really 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 super dark part of the plot at the same time that i don't think cressley cole really likes babies or pregnancy in her books so it's a weird juxtaposition of like clearly she is in the camp of no babies but at the same time that's this whole book like it is a yeah it's a weird weird confluence of things um we find out later And the other books that they end up having twins. They have twin daughters who become two ultimate warriors for good. Or interesting. Ultimate warriors. That's fun. Warriors for the ultimate good. Ultimately good warriors. There we go. Something like that. There we go. Yeah. So it's, it's, 
Yeah. Now, this one, this I know, this, I know. This, this one's a sticky one, I my kept friend. trying to think of ways to make it funny, and I was failing. Like, I, I was, I was <laughs> as I was reading, I was like, how am I going to summarize this in a way that isn't super dark? And, like, I kind of couldn't. I don't think you can. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, 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 it's dark. It's really dark. <laughs> if you like good banter, this is the book for you. If you like hardcore heroines who are, like, so, like, she is her main point is that she is the most confident person at all times she's great um and he loves that about her and she is confident even when she's like doesn't know what the fuck she's doing it's fabulous holly is an amazing character and i love everything about her um but the rest of it is um yeah it's it sounds like it's it's one of those books that like the really really good parts so like the how the heroine is the action mm-hmm. the banter the road trip mm. like all that like sounds like it hits really sexy good stuff like was it's good. written really well it's sexy her, jer- it's, her journey fun. her journey was good the pregnancy mm. though the premise i mean unfortunately we're getting a little long here, but I just want to say unfortunately the entire premise of this book is built on assault um not Cadian assaulting her but just in general yeah. like that is the threat hanging over this entire book is that if someone catches her she will either be murdered or she will be assaulted she will get be impregnated against her will and that is fucking horrifying um like I, there's no two ways around that that is the entire plot um and and that's sticky and that's sticky and like Cadian, whether he i mean he initially intends fully to hand her over to this person to do this um and that makes I you know I'm not I I, I love me an unlikable her- hero and heroine and character but like shit man that's a little too unlikable for me I think so yeah yeah this wasn't the funniest one I think but it's interesting <laughs> it's 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 interesting and it's worth talking about yeah. because you know I. I, as it, it has been made obvious, I don't like pregnancy mm-hmm. in books, um, unless it's unless it makes sense. Like, like I'm happy for, like the characters that that you have written. Mm-hmm. That it's very obvious that they want to have kids yeah. and they're going to have kids. Yeah. Um. It's like I'm I'm very happy for them because that's what they want. Yeah. But like, um. I, as as I've also mentioned in previous episodes, and you know, within the Discord, is that I read uh, when I do uh, read like fan fiction, it's usually a self insert, and the second that pregnancy, yeah, is like in there, I'm like, I'm out. That's fair. I can't do it. Yeah, I think. I mean, no. I I I'm having a lot of thoughts lately on gender ideals and how. Um, this idea of like femininity and masculinity and how they are incredibly toxic in romance as a whole. And I go yeah. out of my way to not use specifically to not use those words even when I'm writing um, because I mm-hmm. feel like they mean fucking nothing. And generally they do more harm than good. Um, yeah. You know, uh, but I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, um, it's a big subject and I'll talk about it more in the future. I'm sure. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I babies aren't required. Pregnancy isn't required. Um, I think that some characters absolutely should not have children. <laughs> um, like, if not most of them, honestly. Yeah. Especially the stuff I read. Um, 
so like I don't know it this one was hard this one was a hard read and I didn't I didn't even think about it like I picked it up and I was like oh I remember like it and then I was like oh what the fuck um, <laughs> and like I remembered the basic premise but like it actually hit me how fucked up it is when I was reading it I was like fuck and if you like this book no shade whatever yeah there's a lot and to again, like about like, it. I don't I don't want to I don't want to uh yuck someone's yum yeah if you if you like that sideline like in general if you like pregnancy in your, yeah, in your, in your stories and your, your romance and whatnot good for, you. good for you nice there's so many books out there that are like that yeah um, this one, I think, is a little sticky with how it was presented. Yes. And also the medication stuff was hard. Oh, yeah. No, did not like that. That was, uh, I, again, no, I don't like that. <laughs> there are going to be Cressley Cole books that I just don't jive with. There are ones that I, yeah. this one, I am, uh, I struggle because I do like a lot, parts of it a lot. And then there are other parts yeah. of it that I can't stand. She gets, she gets murky sometimes. However, but... there are ones that I legitimately like, can't. can't oh, of course. Um, yeah. And we will, we will talk about those when we get to them. Um, But nice. there, you, like I said, you know, there are Crystal Cole books that are, you know, very fun and ridiculous. And then there are ones that are like this, where it's like, Jesus Christ, did you have to? <laughs> did you have to? Um, so, you know, that's why I always say, like, don't feel pressured to read an entire series if you don't like a book or whatever, like, skip to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the nice thing about Cressley Coles is that, like, if yeah. you don't like the one whatever. that you're reading, no big deal. Uh, some characters will pop up again for sure, but, like, it, it's not detriment to the plot that you read these in order or that you read all of them. Not even a um, little. Not even nope. a little. I read them so. fucking crazy out of order. Wild. <laughs> I started with number seven, so, so you know, do whatever. That's you want. right. Yeah, you did. Um. Okay. So here at the end of the episode, Paige, do your pluggables. Um, I'm having a sale on my imprint store for I think fifteen percent off all prints. Uh, if you use code, um, oh no, I didn't have my code up. Hmm. How about that? Wow. I wasn't ready. Uh. Uh, sorry, Abigail, you're going to have to do some editing here. I have to do editing anyway. This episode's <laughs> fucking 30, one hour and 30 minutes long. <laughs> uh, it's loading. Hang on. Wow. It's almost wow. there. I'm sorry. Okay, if you, okay, if you, okay, now until November 30th, if you use the code HCR26PA, you'll get 15% off all of my prints on imprint. I just released a new series called Comfort Food Friends. It's food that looks cute. Um, I hope everyone has a good Thanksgiving. I hope um, you eat delicious things. Please tell me in the Discord what food you ate, because I want to know everything about food. Yeah. All right. You should do that. Page draws cute art. Um, all right. I got things. I got lots of things real fast. Um, all of my usual stuff. I got a Patreon, oh. whatever, you know, whatever, all that. You know, links below. <laughs> uh, but I do have a book. Yeah, sure, fine, whatever. Yeah, I do. So I have a book coming out January 10th called Empire about my vampires Ah! of previously mentioned fame. Um, Congrats on finishing that, by the way. Thank you. It took it was 75K. It was supposed to be less than 40. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, bud. Yeah, bud. Yeah, bud. Yeah, bud. It'd be like that. It'd be like that. Um, And it's very fun. It's very uh, sweet and spicy. And also there's peril at the end, as I have. I've been accused of doing many crimes. so that just went live completely, entirely on uh, Patreon. And if you want to read ah. that, as well as getting other really cool Patreon benefits and stickers and stuff, you can join the Patreon. However, the book is coming out 
on ebook. It was leaving Patreon and going out ebook in paperback on Kindle Unlimited on January 10th. If you are an ARC reader, if you, I know people hate that. There's debate over whether it's um, advanced reader copy or advanced review copy. I was always told that it was advanced review copy. So when I say ARC reader, I mean advanced review copy reader. But people also read it as advanced reader copy reader. So I always thought it was advanced reader copy. It's either, it literally nothing ever is cemented in this industry. So like it means whatever the fuck. Anyway, if, <laughs> if you would like to be an advanced reader, an advanced reader, an AR, you can you can do that. Um, you can sign up until November 25th. Um, all the links are on my uh, Twitter and Twitter. Uh, not on the Discord, uh, Instagram. You know, uh, even on Tumblr, because I'm on Tumblr now. If you're on Tumblr, join me. I'm making an archive of my art. I don't really care about socializing with anybody on there. I, like, if you are a friend or whatever, add me. But, like, I don't give a shit about social media, so whatever. <laughs> um, but I do think it's good to make an archive of my art so people don't have to, like, scroll through tweets to find shit. Um, no, that's a good idea. Yeah. And you have a lot of art, which, is, which is great. Load. So go check it out. <laughs> so much art. Yes. Um, yes. So uh, if you want to do that, if you want to be an advanced reader and, you know, do reviews and stuff, uh, that closes on November 25th. So please, please do that. That would be very kind of you. If not, whatever. I'll be here next week. I'll still have stuff. I don't... Next week is the start of December, Yes uh yes next week is yes december 1st is next thursday so week from thanksgiving is december 1st okay so no we still got we still got we still got one we still got fucking one wednesday before december oh great awesome 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 i have plans don't worry about it so things are gonna come up in the future uh don't worry about it um but Paige and i are gonna be going to uh disney world very soon so that's gonna be fun um and i'm so excited i keep bothering abigail i've been bothering abigail about this trip for like two, two years. years yeah and she's been dealing with all my disney nonsense which thank you abigail I love it. um because it's a lot it is a lot i have a lot of nonsense about I it i will be but a log floating on the rapids of your enthusiasm and i will go gladly where you take me my friend <laughs> epcot epcot yay i will get to be a nerd about things i want to go on the future rides I want to go on the educational ones. That we have that plan. That's in the itinerary. Yay! Anyway, we I might figure out a way to record an episode from there. I haven't decided yet. Um, so I I Good know. luck with that. I, it's possible. Okay. I have I have ways. I have a portable mic now. Um, Don't tell my mom. We're we're not sharing a hotel room. That's true. All right. Well, that's the end of the episode. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Oh, yeah, do it fast, do it fast, speed it up, speed it up, speed it up. Okay, is that it? Yeah. Okay, bye! Kingdom of Thirst is a member of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find all of our episodes and tons of new podcasts to listen to at frolic.media slash podcasts.